Karis New Testament Church, fifth Sunday, and uh, last day of 2017. Um, thank God He's brought us through this year. We've had a lot of, maybe you've had a lot of uh, disappointing moments in 2017, um, a lot of hurts, a lot of ups, a lot of good things, but every day is a new day, and uh, His mercies are new every morning. And I just grab a hold of that, that truth and um, power into 2018 to see what God has in store for us. So I'm excited about that. Uh, today is a simple message. I think I say that every time I'm up here. But it is simple. And it seems like the simple ones seem to go right over our heads. But this is, I, I talked to uh, uh, Debbie a few seconds ago and I said, this is me talking to me. And you can listen in if you want to. But we're going to talk about a necessary ingredient today in life. It's something we all want all the time, on a constant basis almost. But it's something we often uh, miss giving out. I was going to say that, I was going to refer to this as like a secret ingredient, but it's really no secret it's just often overlooked, and um, you know, I was gonna. As soon as I said secret ingredient, I thought of, hey, I used to watch Iron Chef, and they always, if you ever saw that on the food shows, Food Network or whatever, they'd always reveal the secret ingredient, and you were so excited to see what it was. And one one time I remember, and maybe some of you will, it was some sort of fish, and they had to make multiple just dishes out of this. And one of the, I, I thought, how are they going to do dessert with this? And of course, they made ice cream. What else would you do? And uh, that didn't work out so well, I remember. But the ingredient we're going to talk about today, you can't overuse it. You can't overuse it. So I'm going to allude to this ingredient for a second. Synonyms of what we're going to be talking about, you're going to love. They're happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? Satisfied. Everybody wants to be satisfied in life. And glad. Those are three great things, right? And of course, the antonyms, the opposite of that, are unhappy, dissatisfied, and sad. Who wants any of that? What do you think? Does anybody have an idea what we're going to talk about today? All right. Here it is. Gratitude. We all want it all the time, but we're not real giving of it a whole lot. And I'm speaking again about myself. Joyce Meyer uses this illustration a lot, I think, about going around the same mountain all the time and referencing the children of Israel and uh, their long, over, overdone journey in the wilderness. And uh, I think we all come to those moments in our life where we think, how many times do I got to go around the same mountain? And uh, I'm not going to go down the rabbit trail of my mountain, but I made a decision I have to stop going around the same mountain. And how am I going to do that? What can I apply What from the Word of God to get me to where I, I want to go and to defeat what 
is defeating me or I'm allowing to defeat me. And a couple days ago, I, I realized that the source of all grief is self-centeredness. And that's what I was focused on was me. And so Andrew Womack wrote a book called The Source of All Grief, Self-Centeredness. And it took me a little, probably less than an hour to read, but I was reminded of really, that's, that's where my grief was coming from, was me being focused on me. And uh, I thought, I'm going to supplement my life with gratitude. Because as we saw, a synonym of gratitude is happiness. And we can choose to be grateful. We can choose to be thankful. So in other words, it goes without saying, we can choose to be happy, right? Choose to be happy. There were some studies done. I, in my looking into this topic, uh, there's studies all over the place about this topic. I just chose one. Uh, UC Berkeley did a 5.6 million dollar study for three years on journaling gratitude over the course of 30 days. Technically, are we okay right now? Okay. Thank you guys for the work you do, by the way. So, over the course of 30 days, they, they did this study on journaling, people journaling their gratitude. And here's the results. Better sleep. Who doesn't want that? Less stress. More happiness. Less anxiety. And reduced negativity. These are all great things. I mean, it, it's, it's almost common sense. But here's another thing. This is a little... Side thing, take it or leave it. But Oprah Winfrey, who maybe you knew, maybe you didn't, is a net worth of $2.7 billion with a B. She's probably pretty intelligent, I'm thinking. She said when she started journaling, and I'm, I'm parroting what I heard about this the other day, 16 years ago, she said it was the best thing, the most important thing she's ever done. When, when a, when a $2.7 billion net worth person says something like that, and it's that easy, my ears tend to perk up. And that's just the world, secular wisdom. It's really not secular wisdom. It's from the Bible, Right? I found that very interesting. But let's see what the Word says about gratitude and about thanksgiving. All right, this is, we'll call this the key verse. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. I've said it before, but, you know, I've even said it, but people often say, I want to know the will of God for my life. Well, this is the will of God for your life. Start here. If you have no idea what God has planned for you, just like Pastor Chad said earlier, I don't care what age you are, God has plans and purposes for your life to be carried out that only you 
have been assigned to do. Well, here's one of the plans right here. Here's a, a purpose that you can engage in right now. Be thankful in everything. And it doesn't say be thankful for everything. God doesn't go around taking things from us. God isn't the thief. We know who the thief is, the one who steals and kills and destroys. So if it has anything to do with that stuff, God doesn't have anything to do with that stuff. But in the midst of those situations in our life, it's hard to see, but there's something to be grateful for. There's something to thank God for. I know I heard a couple, maybe it was, it was, it was a few years ago, um, someone I listened to on a regular basis had a, a, an issue with their back and, and was just standing on the word uh, for, for complete healing and, and restoration. And um, it had gone on for a couple of years and just really uh, saw God's wisdom on this. And, 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 you know, this is my, my words, but like couldn't figure out where, where he was missing it. And uh, the Lord just revealed by his Holy Spirit wisdom and just prompted him to start giving gratitude and thanking, being thankful for the things in his body that did work. And he started going through his whole body and just glorifying God and thanking him for the parts that weren't in pain, the parts that did work, the parts that did function. And I believe, and I I'm pretty sure I'm not off base by saying that was a major breakthrough and the man is completely restored and whole and, and uh, op that, that part of his body is operating um, brand new. So that's something to think about. And, you know, we, we think of, I think of gratitude and I'm, in, I'm right in the middle of uh, fatherhood, you know, right in the smack dab and the, just about ready to enter the teenage years. I feel like they want to jump in faster than they are going to get there. But... You know, I often think about gratitude in the way of my kids. I mean, we just, we had Christmas last week. And um, for whatever reason, I got to be, I got to tread lightly. My son's staring at me. Uh, but uh, anyway, you know, you can, as parents, you have, at least I have these grandiose ideas and, and plans for how much I'm going to pour out my love and material possessions on my kids for Christmas and I can't wait to see their faces on Christmas morning and, and all that and then it's strange how it works out but you know the day uh, before uh, the day of mom and dad are going to do the big shopping trip uh, I get the worst attitude in the universe coming out of my kids that I'm about ready to drop some serious coin on and uh, I'm thinking wow that, that affects you. You're thinking, why bother? I actually had to call Ch Pastor Chad one time and seek his counsel on this. What do you do in this situation? Because it's going against every ounce of my wanting. And then I thought, wait a minute. You're like that. You can be like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I can be like that. In the face of behavior, my love for my kid has never changed. They can behave good, bad, and different. But I have an opportunity, this might sound crazy to some, 
I have an opportunity to show grace. This is what grace looks like. Maybe you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. But I love you, and I'm going to reveal my goodness to you. Anyways. And that's what he's done for us, amen? So we always have an opportunity to be grateful. I didn't mean to get off on that. I love you, son. You know that, right? But take notes. Let's continue on and see uh, some further scripture with the word it says about thanksgiving and gratitude. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. I'll come back to that. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And how easy it is for us to look past what God has brought us out of, what he's delivered us from, what he's brought us into. It's almost like we don't, it, it just falls out of our head after it happens. Thank God for getting me through this. I'll uh, get back with you on my next emergency or crisis or fill in the blank. It's so easy, but the middle of that verse, thank him for all he has done. And, and we, we repeat this verse over and over and over, Romans 8.32. You know, he didn't withhold Jesus. And how will he not also with him freely give us all things? He's already proven. He's already proven he won't withhold his best. Why would we ever question anything else? He's so good. Psalms is loaded with, with scriptures of thanksgiving and, and praise, and I only used about, trust me, about 1% of what I was going to go through. Psalm 104 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him, and praise his name. Psalm 136.1, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness, graciousness, mercy, compassion, endures forever. Forever. Psalm 104, in the message, this last, this, the first verse I read, I thought it was interesting, kind of updates a little bit for us in this day and age. Enter with this password. Thank you. Make, make yourselves at home, talking praise, thank him, worship him. And you know what? As, as a parent, again, it's a, it's a beautiful picture of an illustration and a frame of reference. Um, you know, how different would it be if, uh, this is an example, son, um, if your kids came in a couple days prior to you going shopping, they had no idea when you were going shopping for Christmas, but they're just like, Dad, Mom, we need you guys to sit down for a second. We can't even put into words how grateful we are. How much you've given us. We never have to go without food. We never have to go without fun. We have way, way, way more than ever we'd ever need. We just want to let you know that we're grateful. 
How many know that you'd probably double what you were going to spend on them <laughs> if that was the case? Again, take notes. Um, but no, it, that's the way we should be in our prayer life, in our relationship with the Lord, just constantly running into Him. Even though we don't feel like it, maybe sometimes we might feel all alone and destitute and this is the worst day of my life and whatever. There's always something to be grateful for. I did that the other day. I was driving somewhere. Um, I was actually with my wife. I, th I think we were shopping. I'm pretty sure. It was before Christmas. And I was in just the sourest mood ever. I mean... You know, you've seen me there, some of you. It's not pretty, but I was keeping my mouth shut. And uh, I was just in a really rotten mood. And uh, how many knows those are choices? I've made lots of wrong choices as far as that goes. But <clears throat> the Holy Spirit doesn't care what kind of mood you're in. He's still going to talk to you. He's going to try to get through. He's still broadcasting. And I don't know, I know why it was the Holy Spirit. And I thought about Paul and Silas in jail. Like those had to be some pretty dire conditions. And they praised God anyways. And I'm like, I don't, I was literally, I almost feel like I've heard other ministers communicate like how angry they were, how whatever, not, you know, it's like, Okay, I have a choice here. I can do what I've been hearing, believing that this is true, or I can just continue wallowing in my little whatever it is. So under my breath, of course not out loud, I'm not going to, my wife already think, knew I was not whatever, happy. But I just started thanking God. And I just started thinking of things to be grateful for. And I started praising him. And it's unbelievable. That's probably not the right word to use, but it's boggling to the natural mind how the atmosphere can change when you start taking the focus off you, me, in this situation, being so self-centered and self-absorbed in my little nothing was happening. It was simply a choosing to be Whatever. It's amazing how following the leading of the Holy Spirit in that moment changed my attitude. And the day turned out better. Can I get a confirmation on that, honey? Did it turn out better? I, that's the way I remember it. <laughs> I think we ate somewhere. It was good. Yeah. I think we we're ready to go home and just have whatever. All right. I say whatever a lot. That's what I say when I don't know what to say. Whatever. whatever. Let's continue on. Colossians 3.15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always, nobody gets off the hook, always be thankful. I thought about this in reverse. If we continually practice gratitude and thankfulness, would we live in peace more often? Surely that would lead us there. 
But again, it, it kind of takes your mind off yourself and, and uh, focuses on the giver of all good things. Amen? A 10% return. We're going to hear a, a short account about Jesus and uh, him experiencing a 10% return of gratitude. I mean, when I think about this uh, account, we're going to read real quick. You know, I, I think in my, in my life, and I was going to go a different, down a different road in the beginning of this, this message, and I just, uh, it wasn't jiving, but when it's all said and done, you know, and we could probably all say this to some level, but when it's all said and done and, and people are remembering you and your life, I would say I'd want to be known for a person who is grateful in life, a person who is thankful and quick to thank and quick to be gracious and quick to, sh- to express gratitude. I think of, above everything, I would, I would like to be known as that person. And I got a, a long way to go, I think. So let's read this account. In Luke 17, 11 through 16, and it came to pass as they were on the way to Jerusalem that he was passing along the borders of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go and show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorifying God, and he fell upon his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Continuing Luke 17, 17 through 19. And Jesus answering said, were not the ten cleansed, but where are the nine Were there none found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger? And he said unto him, Arise and go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. One who was a Samaritan, not the Jews' favorite people, returned to express gratitude and thanks for being healed. I want to assume we all know what leprosy is. You know, it's a skin eating. I mean, you know, people lost parts of their body, face, everything. It was awful. And and these 10 were healed. Leprosy, its operation in their body had ceased. But this one who came back and thanked Jesus, got down on his knees and, and, and thanked him and just poured out gratitude. He was made whole. And I looked up that word whole. And just a, in summation, he was restored to complete health as though he never had leprosy. I don't know what he might have been missing, as far as 
digits on his hand or parts of his face or parts of anywhere. But whatever the manifestation of that was in his body was restored to wholeness. And that's something to think about. I wonder if any of the other nine have even recognized him, if they would have run into him. But that's really, I just, I just really sit and think about the power of that, that account. I mean, that's amazing. To, to, to live and to be separated from society, you know, in that condition, you had to announce what you had and then to be cleansed, to be healed, that didn't exist, but then to be restored to a wholeness, a state of wholeness is amazing. And he just came back to say thank you and show gratitude. I thought that was just a beautiful picture of the power of a heart of gratitude. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And when we cultivate gratitude in our lives, it might be easier to walk in Philippians 2, 14 and 15 that tells us to do everything without complaining and arguing. Sometimes the everything's and the all's and the any, I feel like they're misplaced. So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks. And that's something, I know, November, I think it November 16th, I started putting into practice this journaling gratitude. I never thought I'd have to sit there for minutes and think, what do I have to be thankful for? It's almost pathetic. But uh, you can refocus your attention at the start of a day by starting with what you're grateful for. But I, I found, you know, it, it's just like anything, even in the, even in the natural, you start uh, applying whatever. It could be healthier eating or getting exercise of some level or whatever. You're not going to be able to tell the effects of that the next day. You're going to feel it maybe. But you might not see the effects of it. You, people might, around you might not see the effects of it for a little while. It almost seemed like after I started this gratitude journaling, things got worse. And I be, I'm like, this isn't working. But uh, over the course of a few weeks, I thought, you know what? This verse right here, giving thanks from the fruit of our lips, speaking it out. Not that I never thanked God audibly. I, I did, but there was a purpose in it. And I just, when I saw this verse, I just sat and just was still. And I just started telling God. 
and thanking him for all this stuff I don't deserve, you know, whether it be uh, family members or whatever. Just his goodness. And it's more than just, you know, there's no, there's no magic formula. The Bible is not full of magic formulas, but full of truths that we can choose to apply or not apply in our life. And, and like I said, I, this, I'm seeing this as a tool, as a weapon against the enemy, trying to get me focused on me, trying to get me self-centered instead of other-centered, instead of God-centered. He's so good. You know, we can, we can even help refocus people's attention in our life with an attitude of gratitude. Everybody, I, I try to do this. I'm really using a lot of references as a parent, but, you know, I try to do this just, I think I did it a, a few weeks ago, driving in the car with my, my son and daughter. And uh, I don't know what was going on at the time, but... Um, Maybe it was somebody driving slow. I don't even know. But I just thought, you know what? I can, I can get upset and be like, hey, we're in a hurry here. I don't know if I was or not. But I think, you know what, guys? I think somebody asked, you know, why is this person going so slow? Or why is this going on? And I said, you know what? I'm just glad we got a car to get to where we're going and we don't have to walk. <laughs> so it's simple little things like that. You know, simple little things like that. And, and I take my son out to breakfast all the time and, and I try to steer him in the way that, and he's, he's absorbed this very well. And he's always encouraging me to, to tip more. Uh, but just painting the picture that we are going into a place, yes, we're going to be paying for this, but people are serving us. People are giving of their time to us. And they're serving us. And they have to deal with a lot of other people that might not treat them very well. But we have an opportunity to show them how grateful we are for their time and their service and their attention to us. And we might make their day, you know. We don't know what they came into, into work or what they have to go home to, but we have an opportunity to, to maybe change their day or just to sow a little love in their day. And, to, and we're going to do that by just being polite and nice and give them the best we have to offer as far as their, their tip. And um, my daughter's a different story on that one. Uh, she's learning. I took her out to breakfast a couple days ago. And, and uh, the lady's like, do you guys need, uh, are you ready to order? Um, and are you going to need some more time? And she's like, no! What food now? And... Uh, that's how I saw it. Um, I'm just like, I think we should leave before this woman spits in our food. Um, but I was like, oh, honey, no. And I relayed to her what I've, I've uh, talked to, with my son about and who these people are, you know, and going down that road. But uh, I just need to take her out to breakfast more or something. <laughs> Anyways, I love my kids, but it is, it's interesting how, uh, it's interesting how much you can learn from parenthood, and, uh, and then God says, you know, you're, you're just like that, and then you keep your mouth shut and ask God for grace.
Um, all right. This guy has a lot of cool one-liners. I, I really liked, I, I kind of scrolled through some of them, but William Arthur Ward says, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. And really, I mean, again, it's kind of common sense. You can say how grateful you are, but if you have the power to show someone or the power to express that, don't withhold that from somebody. Believe that you can, whether they receive it or not, something is different when somebody is liberal with their expression of gratitude and thankfulness. Because in our society today, I don't think it's very very prevalent. I mean, yeah, you see hashtag blessed everywhere on social media and whatever, but I'm talking about face-to-face. I'm talking about intentional gratitude and thankfulness. And, you know, gratefulness attracts more things to be grateful for. I dare you. And this is, I, I've seen this happen in the start of my journey. It is, it's kind of living intentionally. Um, again, I've, I've heard references for probably a couple of years, and it's, I'm late to the game. I should be applying this stuff faster than I do, but um, gratefulness attracts more to be grateful for. And again, I dare you to put that to the test. I mean, you can say it another way, you know, what you focus on flourishes. If you focused on you, I got bad news. You're going to be disappointed. It'll lead you down the road of comparing yourself to everybody else's life. You'll, the more self-absorbed we get, I don't have to go down that road, but the more misery we're going to encounter. Right? So, you know, change happens when people act, right? Nothing, we can know this stuff. We can, we can hear this stuff. Yeah, that is some good information you got there, Mr. But change won't happen until we act, right? I'm seeing change take place in, in, in me. Uh, how bad it's slow, maybe, but... Uh, I'm a slow learner sometimes, but change will happen when we act on it. And like I said, maybe 2017 wasn't all you thought it would be. Maybe there were way too many disappointments, but there's always something to be grateful for. There's always someone to be grateful for. And I'm the type of person that I don't see New Year's Eve, New Year's Day as some magic moment. I'm, dates are arbitrary to me. I just, things I've started in my life or implemented are just on any given day. I just, not that I'm anything special, but I, I used to do that. I used to be big time on resolutions, but I, I was like everybody else, or at least the, the vast majority. You start something and two weeks you're done. Okay, I can't handle this anymore. So I thought, maybe I should just pick arbitrary dates and not worry about it. Nobody will have any idea what's going on. So that seems to work. But, you know, let's, let's cultivate Thanksgiving in 2018. Maybe start out 2018 like that. Because going back, it's really happiness is a choice. You know, we've heard, said happiness is dependent on happenings. Well, make, make a happening be, I'm grateful. Make the happening of Thanksgiving part of your life 
which you're really making happiness a part of your life. And you'll see the benefits. I mean, maybe, maybe start a, a gratitude journal. I, maybe I'm not, I was never into journaling. I mean, it, you know, takes me sometimes 10 minutes to write down two things. But God help me. But uh, you know what? I remember moments in my life. I just remember one in particular. There was a boss. Uh, he was our president of our company. This was, you know, a decade and a half ago. But I remember one night I, I worked late. I, it was, you know, the most extreme moment of the whole shop. And you had, we had to get this, this project out, whatever it was. And uh, I'd stayed ridiculous time. wasn't normal, but I stayed some crazy 15 hours or something. And um, I left late. Well, I get in the next morning at around 9 o'clock. I'm at my machine doing my thing. And around the corner of my machine pops the president's head. And he shook my hand. He said, I just want to thank you. Like, not in a million years would I have thought that would have just happened. And... Look what it did. I still remember it to this day. I can remember my feelings, my emotions, almost crying. Like, and he didn't, I mean, you know, I can only imagine what he'd have done if he'd have slipped me some Benjamins. <laughs> but I might have gave him a hug. No. But just that one little, he didn't owe me a thanks. I don't even know how I found out about it. It's not like he checked my hours. He's, Way way higher on the ladder than than to be doing that, but uh, that impacted my life. And maybe there's somebody in your life that you can impact like that. I, I love getting, and I know everybody knows this, and and I'm not one to do this. It's a choice, but uh, I want to be one of these people too that sends out letters and just says, "Hey, I've been thinking about you, and I just want to thank you." I mean, I, I'll bet every letter I've ever gotten like that, which hasn't been a ton, but there's people in my life that have done that. Out of the blue, you get this, and they make your day. It's crazy. I mean, someone in the congregation blessed me, you know, last week with a card and a gift, and I'm just, it was just perfect. And I'm just like, it just warms my heart. Like, you couldn't have given me something. I'm going to sit on my desk. More proper for me. More appropriate. But it just made my day. It's amazing. Um, so maybe do that. I mean, we're in the day and age of texts and emails and whatever. But uh, maybe in, the, in that form. But challenge yourself this year to choose maybe to go down a different road rather than self-centeredness, but a road of gratitude. You know, the last thing I'm going to say is gratitude and thanksgiving is the language of faith. And here's why. I'm stealing this from somebody else. I'm done giving them credit for it. But grace says here, this is for you. And faith says, thank you. 
I receive it. And that's why thanksgiving and gratitude is the language of faith. And we are those who live by faith. So let's speak the language of faith this year. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. We, words fall short, but we thank you and are so grateful for your goodness, for your love and for your mercies that are new every morning. You are a good, good Father. We thank you for what you've brought us to, what you've brought us out from, what you've brought us through. Surely, your word is true. You never leave us nor forsake us. In spite of how we may feel, Lord, that's the truth. And we embrace that truth wholeheartedly. Going into 2018, Lord, we thank you in advance for never leaving us on this amazing journey of grace and faith. We thank you in advance that we are more than conquerors through Christ. We thank you in advance for your goodness in our lives. May we never take one thing for granted. Because apart from Jesus, we deserve nothing. But because of the accomplished work at the cross, we have been accepted and we are your beloved and we receive that truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.